0: I'm Mastering the Art of Miracles and Flawless Tragedies. That's Pierce the vale. So welcome everyone. Sorry, I, I decided to start the episodes off now with a quote from a band that I'm in currently enjoying. Uh, so I went with Pierce the vale. So welcome everyone to Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Craig. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I figured I'd start off something different. I just got done editing like three hours <laughs> worth of editing from Ian Hates Movies. So I'm probably a little bit out there.
1: Yeah, the- yeah. You can only you can only stare at the screen so much and listen to your own voice. Oh, that's the worst. So part. long. Like,
0: I'm uh, glad people actually enjoy listening to us because I can't <laughs> stand it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I it's true. I really don't ever go back and listen to the episodes.
0: Like I, and that's part of my you know quote unquote job for doing the podcast is to make sure that the episodes sound good. Sure. So I am really analyzing it to make sure. Hopefully, you know, I'm I'm hoping that this stuff goes out well. Uh, oh, and ch- yeah, definitely yeah. checking it out we're not we're not just recording and then putting out just out there now if we do video we won't be able to edit the video really you <laughs> know you know so we'll see how that goes
1: unless we quit our jobs
0: oh, wouldn't that be the life craig wouldn't that be <laughs> would like <laughs> just doing doing music podcasts and traveling all over these great states of ours that would be awesome it would Bye. be it would be. Well, uh like we said, welcome everyone, uh, to all the faithful listeners, to all the new people. You know, I passed out some uh Ian Hates music business cards while I was uh over at the Paradise last night for the Pierce Avail show. We'll go through that later. So who knows? Maybe we have some new people checking out the show as well. So welcome to you. Uh but Craig and I, uh we love doing this show and I look forward to it every week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, it, you know, it's a real pleasure to get to talk about this stuff. I mean, especially since we care about it so much, and we have you guys who enjoy it just as much as we do, and you know, are out there spreading the word uh, and enjoying it, and you know, hopefully discovering some new new music along there with us.
0: And I think we probably have some more new music to spread, to spread this week. That's for sure.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure. So I think that's a perfect time, Ian. Why don't we, uh, you know, shamelessly plug ourselves here?
0: You want to take this away?
1: I'll take it. Yeah. So, as Ian mentioned, you know, faithful listeners, thank you for coming back week after week, checking us out. New listeners, welcome. You know, whether you found us because you picked up a business card from Ian at the paradise last night, or you heard us from a friend, or you saw one of our posts on Facebook or Twitter, welcome. As always, you can find us on ianhates.com. We are on all of the major podcasting apps, I believe now. So we're up on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. If you could do us a favor and make sure you subscribe, it's how we kind of keep track of how many people are listening. If you really like what we're doing, uh, give us a rating on iTunes in the store. kind of bumps us up in the search there. I know a bunch of you have been giving us ratings. I, I noticed the other day we finally have enough reviews to to get a rating on there, which is super exciting. So thank you so much. So if you really like what we're doing, go give us a rating. Hopefully it's five stars, and that'd be awesome. Uh, if you want to give us a shout-out, you can contact us, contact us at any time on ianhates at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook facebook.com backslash Ian Hates. Feel free to add us, share all all of our posts with your friends, family. Make sure they add us too so you get all the latest updates. And then we're always on Twitter. Uh, Our Twitter handle is at IanHatesPodcast, and you can make sure you uh, follow us on there and check out the tweets we always put up the latest episodes, kind of what we're listening to every now and then. And we're on Instagram. Ian, what's the Instagram handle?
0: It is the exact same as the Twitter, so it's IanHatesPodcast.
1: So check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Remember, we're a couple of old guys. We're not... Super technology savvy. If we screw something up, please be gentle. But yeah, if you like what we're doing, let us know. Give us a rating. Subscribe on iTunes. All those things are fantastic. And yeah, just keep listening. We appreciate it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, once again, thank you to everyone out there who's listening. Thank you to the bands that come on the show. And on that note, too, uh, this is the first time, I think, since the beginning of the show that we have gone two weeks of an episode where we don't have a band interview. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I wanted to let everyone know that a lot of really cool stuff is coming up. So just stay tuned.
1: Yeah, right. hang hang with us here. I think we, we kind of got into the meat of concert festival season. A lot of bands are out touring. We made it through the winter, whether you had a rough winter like Boston did, not this past winter, but the winter before, mm-hmm. whether you had a kind of relatively easy winter. Uh, we're kind of thawed out here, so all the bands are coming out of hibernation, going on warp tour, doing their spring, summer, fall tours here. So it's been kind of tough catching up with people. Schedules are crazy, uh, including ours oh, yeah. um, with the summer. So, but yeah, stick with us here. We promise there's things coming.
0: Yeah, for sure, and yeah, that was just to let people know. I mean, we still love doing this part of the show too. This isn't the side part of the show. Like no, this of is the show. Yeah, we just happen to have uh, bands on that we love, and we love spreading, you know, their music to everyone else. So, just want to let everyone know that we are working very hard on getting new people, and it looks like uh, a lot of really interesting people are going to be joining us soon. So, stay tuned. I.
1: Yep, absolutely. So, with that, I think. Perfect time to dive into some news here. Absolutely. I, I'll let you take it away.
0: Okay. All right. Let's see. So I want to start with one of my favorite parts right now. So we had talked about this band a couple times over the last few episodes. The name of the band is Bad Case <laughs> of Big Mouth, and I have been a fan of this band for a while now. And they just announced that they're going to have their new album come out. On August 19th, the name of it is Break It to Build It, and they have a brand new song out called We Wasted the Good Surprise on You. And if anyone remembers that line, it's from uh, the Adam Sandler movie Big Daddy. <laughs> and I don't know, Craig, are you that familiar with uh, old Adam I've, Sandler?
1: It's It's been a while since I've seen any kind of Adam Sandler movies, uh, especially Big Daddy. That's probably the one I'm least familiar with.
0: It's been a while. Yeah, uh,
1: always. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> but yeah, it just it comes from that movie. I'm not saying the movie is great or terrible. It's probably somewhere in the middle there. Uh, it's a movie we probably wouldn't do on Ian Hates Movies necessarily, uh, just because now I can't watch an Adam Sandler movie without thinking of his really terrible ones. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's a always yeah, that's always a tough part. But that's it. Looks like that's where the quote comes from. But it's a really good song. It looks like they're continuing on their track of uh, I guess what you would call it is easy core.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, pop punk meets hardcore.
0: Yeah, somewhere around there because you know there's the screaming part as well and there's the kind of the breakdown, but it's also fun. You can jump around, dance to it. Uh, but I'm a really big fan of the band uh, and I'm hoping sometime we get to talk to them for sure. Uh, but at least for now, knowing that their new stuff is coming out in August is great. And I'm sure they're going to have a couple more singles, I would, I would assume. Uh, coming out in the next couple months, so I was pretty happy to see that. Uh, I think those guys work really hard, and I like what they're putting out. So, just wanted to let everyone know there's a new band. If you haven't heard us talk about them already, go out check out the new song. Uh, we wasted the good surprise on you.
1: Yeah, awesome. All right, so next up on here, and um, this is posted kind of in a stream of updates from the Ghost Inside. So, if anyone listened to the show, you know we've kind of been following the Ghost Inside since their their horrible accident. Back in November. Um, and, you know, hoping those guys get back at it because I, I have no doubts that they will. And we're big Ghost Inside fans here. Absolutely. Um, but they posted a video now of uh, the Ghost Inside drummer Andrew, his last name only has one vowel in it. Um, I'm so bad with last names. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I have no idea how to say it and I don't want to butcher it. But basically, uh he's uh, he's practicing on his custom-made drum kit that he's got in there that's all muted out. Uh You should watch him, and it's just kind of incredible from the video that they showed before where he had just kind of got the drum kit and he was getting it all set up and really getting the feel for it to, like, hearing him do those rolls and really get back at it. Like, there's no doubt that these guys are going to be right back where they were without a doubt putting out music that's just as heavy as it was before, and we really look forward to that, and it's great to see... Uh, these guys getting healthier.
0: Oh, I absolutely agree. Yeah, we had talked about this. I think it was the first time they had a video, right? Yeah. So this is the second video, probably, the second official?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's the second or third or how many they put out so far, but this is the second one that I've seen.
0: Right. No, but it's awesome. Like, really hoping those guys get back soon because you know they love it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Now, uh, if you get a chance, uh, go check out that video. Check out their stuff. Help them out. I, I know they did... I know they did recently another eBay auction, I believe. Uh, so there are other bands that are helping as well. So just take a look out for that uh, and see if you can help them in any way because I'm sure they'd appreciate it. And the quicker they get back, the quicker they'll be happy, the quicker everyone will be happy. That's right. So let's go on to the next thing. Uh, so, Craig, I think you put this up. This was the uh, the new Emerosa music video, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. So Emerosa, if you've been kind of following them or listening to the show, you know that they have a new album coming out on July eighth called one thirty one. Yep. So this is their fourth album,
0: maybe? That sounds right. But I, I kinda lost track. It's one of those things where you start when they when a band stops with one singer and goes to the next one and then go like I, I always get confused because it's just it's a clusterfuck.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. So, I, I, you know, they had the new music video op for the song called Miracle. Uh, I saw this on Chorus FM, um, but I'm sure it's making the rounds. I'm sure it's on YouTube if you go check it out as they kind of ramp up here for their, their new album. Um, but go check it out. Again, to your point, Ian, I kind of lost track of them after Johnny Craig left the band, and they kind of switched up their style a little bit. They got a little bit more mellow, um, almost like uh, Hands Like Houses, but even mellower than Hands Like Houses.
0: Right. Yeah. We're actually. I was going to bring up Hands Like Houses later too. So yeah, I, I was just about to say when I when I watched this video and listened in, I was like, yeah, I like it, uh, but I see it, yeah, as a little bit more mellow uh, than a Hands Like Houses type band.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of missing something there for me, but um yeah, go check it out. I'm really looking forward actually to the album. I'll definitely give it, you know, a, you know, solid listen through and, and see what I think of it. You know, I have a, like I said, I kind of fell off with Amarosa, but they always put out quality stuff. It's just something that I don't listen to all the time.
0: Yeah, sometimes we do the show now where we listen to so much music to get prepared, whether it's getting prepared for an interview or just the regular show where we're going through news and we're letting everyone know our opinions on different genres and and what's coming out. But in general, yeah, just think about just listening to music on a regular basis. You latch on to what you really enjoy, and some band's new releases just fall through the cracks sometimes. It's just the way it is.
1: It happens. Exactly. It happens. I don't know if we've talked about Every Time I Die on this show before.
0: It's been a while. <laughs> I, said, I said it's been a while again. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, it has been some time. There we go.
1: Yeah, so uh, apparently, according to Upset Magazine, Every Time I Die hinted at possibly uh, releasing new music, so you know they're going to be on Warp Tour this year, and uh, apparently... According into their front man, they, they want to be able to play some new stuff. So they're going to be announcing whether they've recorded stuff, or they have an album coming out, or what new songs that they'll be able to release. Uh, but be sure to be sure to check it out uh, and stay tuned, because it would be really awesome if Every Time I Die came out with some new stuff. Forget what album I want to check and see, what number album this would be from Every Time I Die. This would be their eighth. Eighth.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say eight because I remember reading and being like, holy shit, they have eight albums.
1: They have eight albums. Um, So make sure to check that out. Uh, Every Time I Die, again, another band that puts out really quality stuff. Stuff that sounds like no other band you've heard of, except for Every Time I Die.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's for sure. They are (laughs) very unique.
1: Very unique, uh, really kind of interesting vocals, really interesting uh, musically. The way they put it all together, they're heavy, but they have that rock, southern grunge thing going on. It's awesome. They're a great band and really looking forward to the possibility of some new music from Every Time I Die.
0: Yeah, they're one of those bands that was definitely on my list for Warp Tour because I haven't seen them in so long. So I think they're one of those really fun ones that out in the hot sun, it'll still be fun to watch them jump around. I think it's it's getting more and more likely that I definitely want to go to this Warp Tour oh really yeah it's just I realize I haven't been since since I started doing Warp Tour whenever it comes to Boston it's on like a Tuesday or Wednesday whatever yeah yeah yeah. and I've just never been able to do it and I really want to do it now because we'll talk about the concert I went to recently but I think that this whole scene is moving away from me (laughs) So yeah. I want to get a warp tour in uh <laughs> while I still feel fine going to one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pretty much. Before so, it
1: before it leaves you.
0: I'm afraid. Like yes. I'm I I'm totally afraid that the warp tour and all these concerts are leaving me behind. Yep. Uh it's such a big part of my life. I just don't know what else I'll do with my time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let's move on to the next one. We'll get out we'll get into all the concert stuff in a little bit. One of Probably one of the most rock slash metal things I have ever heard <laughs> is that Chino and Deftones, and I think it might just be Chino. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but Deftones are playing the Secret Solstice Festival in Iceland uh, coming up, and bands like Radiohead and Action Bronson and of uh, uh, Monsters and Men. Like it's a you know huge festival, and apparently they do a show like every I don't know if it's every day of the festival because I don't know this festival that well. But okay. I think it's or possibly every year they allow one band to play in a volcano. <laughs> and so Chino is going, whether it's a whole band or not, I think it might just be Chino doing an acoustic set in the volcano for 20 people. <laughs> How cool is that? That's like that's crazy. that's fucking rock right there. Like if yeah. now I know I just, they can't. Well, they can't do they can't do electric guitars because of the fumes and everything. Like you never know if something's gonna spark, even though this it, volcano, this particular one, hasn't gone off in like four thousand years.
1: I was just about to say you can't. You, you don't want to set it off,
0: and I was gonna say it as a joke. Yeah, no, it's serious. Like, <laughs> that's why it's got to be acoustic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just come on, like. That is something to talk about for the rest of your life.
1: That you played in a volcano or that you saw them play in a volcano? I think,
0: I think both. Yeah. I, I think both. i got to be honest. I think that would be something I would bring up on this podcast every day if I got a chance to do that. Just <laughs> say, hey, so remember that concert I went to in the volcano? Yeah, that's the best thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> so I, I am going to see Deftones uh, this summer. Uh, I think it's in August, so I forget. It might be after this festival Uh, I wonder if he'll do an interview afterwards kind of talking about what it's like. Uh, But I think that's pretty cool, and I am looking forward to seeing Deftones this year. I think their new album's good, and I'm still hoping they play a lot of old stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to miss Deftones.
1: I'm already thinking of my questions for him. First, Chino, was it hot?
0: (laughs) That's question number one. That's as far as I've got. Well, first got to ask him, are you alive or are you a ghost? Did the (laughs) volcano erupt and we just didn't know about it? What's the deal? I don't think that interview would go very well. I think we normally do better interviews than that. We do. <laughs> All right, You got the next one?
1: I do. So um, Norma Jean released a uh, a new song and announced a new album. So their album is called Polar Similar. It's going to be out on September 9th. Mm-hmm. And the song was One Million Watts. So if you're a fan of Norma Jean, so uh, their vocalist left, their original vocalist, right, they had Josh Scogin, and then they replaced him. He left and went to the Chariot, and then I forget what the other vocalist's name is. Me too. Um, But they went and released, uh, what was it? I think it was Oh God, The Aftermath. And from that point on, it was a different vocalist. Uh, but this is, I mean, Norma Jean, again, and just one of those other bands that is totally unique in their sound. Right. They do really gritty, edgy things, uh, super heavy, super melodic. Yeah, if you, again, you won't hear anybody that sounds like Norma Jean. And to have them put in a new album, I don't know when they released their last album.
0: It's uh, Once again, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. <laughs> it is crazy. I want to say it's been a while so long for this show. I don't know why. It's happened multiple times now. Uh, it has been a long time since yeah, they released. I, I, because I because remember talking about... I remember talking... Didn't you have one of their albums on your... It Was it the Masterpiece list that you had one of their albums? Or it was some other show that we were doing uh, that we were talking about, Norma Jean. I know it's been a really long time.
1: Yeah, it has been. Uh, I It might have been my Masterpiece list. Um, or my favorite songs.
0: Yeah, something... Somewhere. Yeah,
1: I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh they released Wrongdoers was their last one. It came out in twenty thirteen. Oh, that's not that bad. Um, no, that's not that's not as far back. I was thinking of Mary O'Donnell, which oh, was, okay. uh which was the one before that, which came out in twenty ten. That would have been a long time.
0: Yeah, that would have been a longer time. So this isn't even a big deal. <laughs> no,
1: exactly. And it's their return to solid state. So they yeah. were they left solid state in two thousand eight, and now they're back on solid state right. records. So we will see what happens here,
0: yeah, look up the look up the song a million watts. I liked it i I thought they they went in a direction that I'll follow, so, yeah it's yes. a little
1: bit it's a little bit heavier. They got a little bit softer there with Redeemer and some of those other they kind of they kind of dipped, I think a little bit in their style, um dipped as far as like break right, it got more mellow, but right. this kind of brings it back to that, oh God, the aftermath type sound, I thought,
0: yeah, we'll have to. When they release more singles, we'll see if they really, truly went in that direction or if this is just one of those one-offs. Uh, but funny. I liked it. So looking forward to seeing what happens next. Absolutely. So next, uh, I want to announce, because we have talked about this a lot on the show, uh, The Used has announced the second leg of their two-night, uh, one night doing the, the self-titled and the second night doing uh, In Love and Death they announced a second leg of that so you can go to their website and you, or bands in town or something and check when the next time they're coming around. I think it's more on the West Coast possibly uh, so that people can check it out there. But once again, they're not a bad band. They're not what they used to be. So for people listening who were thinking about buying their tickets and are thinking this is the old used, this is not the old used. Bert does not scream anymore. They play each album. And that's it. So just be prepared for the ticket price that you're paying. That's what they're going to do. If you're going there to jump around and sing along and not really care that he's not doing what they used to do, then that's totally fine. Like, go have fun. But this is just the normal warning because I went through this. They are not the same band as they were before. Bert does not scream. So just don't be surprised. That's all. If you're still going to have fun, by all means, go do it. Relive that nostalgic part in your life like it's great. That's a lot of fun. So go do that, just don't be surprised. Things have changed. Sure. That's really it. I just that's my little warning. Like I don't want to take anything away from them. They're still very good artists and I'll never take away from those first two albums cuz they're amazing. Just know it's not going to be what you remembered. That's sure. all. Yeah. So they got their second, you know, second leg, whatever, and then they'll probably go over to Europe, I'm assuming, or they just got back from Europe and now they're doing it. Something like that.
1: Okay. Awesome. So, next up here, uh, Boys Night Out put out a new single, too. So, it looks like they are uh, going to be releasing a new album this year, too, which I think we already talked about on this show.
0: Oh, we definitely did.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, as I'm saying it.
0: It's on, it's out the same uh, the same day as the Amorosa album is out. It's an EP. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an EP as well. It's going to be called uh, Black Dogs. It's Black on Good Dogs. Fight. Yeah, and that's actually the same day, too, that the Frameworks album comes out, too.
1: That's right, and Frameworks, actually, that was the other thing I was going to talk about, so we can come back to that in a minute here. Oh, sure. Um, but yeah, Boys Night Out, uh, Obsequiarc is the name of the song.
0: I'm really glad that you said that one, and not me.
1: <laughs> I had to think about it. It was good. Uh, but yeah, go check it out. Um, this came out in the past week here. Uh, as a band that kind of keeps evolving here, and you know, in their sound, right, they did... Uh, what was the first? Was the first self-titled? The Really uh- punk-
0: I think yeah, it was. I want to say so, yes, oh, because no, it wasn't actually wasn't self-titled. Are you sure?
1: Yeah, no, the self-titled one was later.
0: Oh, because oh, that's right because they did. I know Trainwreck was the second one and then the third one was self-titled. And I'm picturing the first one is like the woman's face in the water or something.
1: Make yourself sick.
0: There you go. Yes.
1: So Make Yourself Sick came out. That album super punk, super like heavy breakdowns almost like easycore, right?
0: Yeah, like, and very fun. Like yeah, even yeah. though even though they were singing about horrible horrible things. It they was were still really fun.
1: So this was like Easy Queer before Easy Core was a thing. Oh sure. Uh, then they released Trainwreck concept album, great album, highly you know inspired by Pink Floyd. Uh, the Pink Floyd's The Wall, I believe, mm-hmm. was kind of what what inspired that. Boys Night Out came out with their self-titled in 2007, and then I think that's kind of been it since, yeah. except for Black Dogs, which comes out you know almost 10 years later. And uh,
0: Oh, I was gonna say this song did not sound like Boys Night Out to me.
1: It sounds totally different from their other stuff, right? Yeah. So, like again, like if you listen to Make Yourself Sick and then you go to Trainwreck and they the other uh, the self titled Trainwreck and the self titled sound similar.
0: I think so, right?
1: Make Yourself Sick sounds totally different, yes. and this sounds totally different. Yeah. So, like again, they just keep evolving in their style and their sound, and as musicians, it's awesome to see. I thought it was a good song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked it. I'm really looking forward to the EP coming out on July 8th here, Mm -hmm. Black Dogs. Make sure you pick it up. And then you mentioned Frameworks and Frameworks just released uh, I think it was as of today, Fear of Missing Out. So it's another song off of their new album Smother, which is going to be out on July 8th. So be sure to check that out. These guys continue to release singles. Uh, Their album's coming out on Death Wish. Mm -hmm. Really looking forward to that album. Uh, You should stay tuned for that. These guys are making waves here doing, again, just kind of musically pushing the boundaries of the genre, doing things that not a whole lot of other bands are doing, um, and it's awesome to see. Uh, they're a very talented group of musicians.
0: Yeah, yeah, very true. Do the Boys Night Out stuff. Uh, yeah, I thought maybe the 20 seconds at the end sounded a little bit like Boys Night Out, but other oh, okay. than that, like the whole rest of the song did. But I am really interested in hearing what they what they're coming up with and then frameworks, of course, Uh, Because I saw that announcement today, too, about the new song. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, But another band that I'm looking forward to a lot is the new uh, Crown the Empire album, Retrograde, is coming out in July, July 22nd. And they have their new song, their new single, Zero. They're just going along. They are a constant. It's not that they're not evolving, but they know where their sound is. They're very good at doing. I think I believe they're ones that do concept albums all the time too. So I'm okay. interested in if this is going to be a concept album or if they're straying off the path a little bit. But they do a great mix of the screaming, melodic, uh, very. They're technical, but they're also still it's post-hardcore, metalcore, screamo all rolled into one. Uh, but it's great. I, I've been a big fan of them. They're one of the bands I have not seen live yet. Which is unfortunate. Uh, but I've heard they put on a good live show. Sure. So if anyone out there has seen them live and wants to tell us about it, please do. Uh IanHates at gmail.com or any of the other ways that you can contact us. But uh sometime, I hope. And I forget if they're on Warp Tour or not. If they are, I will definitely be checking them out. I just can't remember.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: We'll we'll check it out some other time. There's yeah, so I- many bands there's so many bands on Warp Tour. That didn't we do this before when they announced it? We just couldn't even list every single one because just too we many. We
1: started scrolling. Yeah, a, exactly. It was crazy. Oh, so true. I think I'm, I'm seeing on here some late breaking news. Uh, it looks like did did from first to last contact Ian Hates Music?
0: Well, guys, let me go ahead and check the newly acquired Ian Hates Podcast Instagram account. Scroll, scroll. Nope.
1: Okay, moving on. So, Ian, how was the Pierce the Veil concert?
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much fun. Pierce the Veil was great. I will get back to it in a second. But what I wanted to mention was sure. uh, Boston was very weird last night because all these concerts came in at the same exact time. So on one side of the city, you had Taste of Chaos. Taste of Chaos was Dashboard Confessional, Taking Back Sunday, Seosin, and the Early November. So that was one show. And then another show that was literally right next to the paradise in Boston is Aganis Arena. It's the BU Arena, but they have two nights of 21 pilots. Huh. So it was packed, so packed. And I wouldn't be surprised if they sold out completely. A Gannis Arena, but the mixture of people from parents to punk kids to, you know, 12 year old girls, like all going to <laughs> 21 Pilots. And I have no idea if anyone opened for them. Like, I don't know any of that kind of stuff. But uh, apparently they do a good stage show because everyone was really happy when they came out. It seemed like, anyways. And I don't know. Have you ever watched their, have you ever watched a live set by them? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I I'm no not really idea.
1: that big into 21 Pilots, actually.
0: No, I like it when people cover their songs. Yeah more than sure. more than anything else. But shocking. Yeah, I know. What a surprise. <laughs> Ian's a mark for covers. Wow. Well. So but what I thought was just it was really interesting that all of these huge concerts hit at the same exact time. Now yeah, that's crazy. If you had the chance, would you have gone to Taste of Chaos?
1: Yeah, uh, you know the lineup wasn't it wasn't anything that excited me.
0: No, I agree. I think the only band that I would have really been interested in was Sayosin. Sure. That probably, especially with how good their new album is.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that Taste of Chaos, I mean, right, if you look at what it was originally billed as back in our day, right, when Taste of Chaos was invented, because oh, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a thing before, like, 2003. That's right. It was billed as the Winter Warp Tour, and it was supposed to be the heavier version, and... You would have been hard-pressed to see bands like the Early November and Dashboard Confessional at the top of the bill for Taste of Chaos back in the day.
0: Very, very true.
1: Uh, if That would have been crazy, actually. I mean, bands like The Used and Senses Fail and Silverstein.
0: My Chemical Romance.
1: My Chemical Romance. Yep. All those heavier bands uh, would play Taste of Chaos. So, uh, yeah. Eh. I don't know times change
0: yeah that's that's the thing I think that'll be the theme of the show tonight later that's, on too is is times change that's right but yeah I, I I don't know what are you going to see dashboard confessional like does he play screaming infidelities like four times like I don't <laughs> I don't know is it beginning middle one middle two and end like I <laughs> Maybe. I mean, hey, I know, he's, he's got a lot of stuff. No, he does. He does. And he's very talented. It's just, it's one of those things where I can only think of that one song and I remember despising it <laughs> so much. Like anytime, because that was every person's song for the summer of whatever. Sure. You know, that kind of thing. It was so popular. Yep. And and from this technical genre of emo, I guess is what you would call that, probably. That was that was emo, yeah. Yeah, I, it just that's one of those songs that gives the genre a bad name. Really? I don't know. Do you want a name? I I hey, I mean, Taking Back Sunday is on Taste of Chaos, and they have what what's the song? They, they without said, the E. Yeah, they said uh, they said the most emo line ever. With I would my slip- one last. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You got it.
1: I yeah. I slit my my throat with my last dying breath. I apologize for bleeding on your shirt. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But at least
0: there were some like guitars in the background. <laughs> there there were.
1: There were. But yeah, like that's like that's super emo. Yeah, as oh, for sure. Albums go. Um yeah, I don't know. It's 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 just a different taste of chaos than the one we grew up with. Exactly. That exactly. was the only point I was making.
0: And I just went off on random points because that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. Uh but now to the bands of the hour, the one that I was happy that was the one that I picked. I didn't want to go to any of the other shows. I wanted to go see Pierce Veil. Vale. So they sold out the Paradise. It was Movements, I, uh, the Mighty, and Pierce Veil. Vale. And Pierce Veil, vale, it's the Misadventures tour. So their album that came out, what, probably like four weeks ago? Maybe yeah, it's not that
1: long ago. I'd have to pull it up, but yeah,
0: it's really not that long ago. Uh, they decided to go on the Misadventures tour where they would play the entire album from front to back. I. Don't think I've ever heard of a band do that besides when My Chemical Romance did secret shows. Yep. Like that kind of thing. But for a band to just have a brand new album out and then to do what they did takes guts. Like yeah. it, it really did. And we'll we'll go through I'll go from you know from the bottom to the top here. Uh but I I really enjoyed movements. So movements is on the same track as like Rarity. Yep. They're kind of that Post hardcore, punk, hardcore, melodic hard you know, like that kind of thing. I definitely hear rarity in there. Also the band, uh the new band Desires sounds a lot like them as well. There's a little like almost a little hotel books in there too. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, yeah. that kind of I, thing.
1: No, no, I can I can totally hear what you're saying. Yeah, they're that heavier version of like pop punk meets like punk hardcore, um, meets kind of indie somewhere in there. Yeah but i really like these guys. Uh, they had an ep come out. Was it it was was it earlier this
0: year or was it last year? I want to say earlier this year. Yeah, i, I think it was.
1: Honest. I think it was in March.
0: Yeah, that sounds right.
1: Um let me i have the album list up. It was it was March 11th. Yeah. There. it was called Outgrown Things.
0: Yes. And so, it's good yeah. Like, yeah.
1: It, it was it's a really, you know, it's a solid ep.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what i was surprised about is when i showed up so doors were at 6:30. I showed up at 7 or so, and the line was still all the way like five blocks down. And I was really, really surprised because Movements was going on at 7.30. And normally, people don't show up for the first band, especially on a nice day. You yeah. know, they, they're kind of making it into the city. They're doing whatever, going grabbing dinner, then they're coming in. But there were a lot of people there for Movements, and they did six songs. It was a smaller set, but six songs is pretty good for, yeah. that, kind of, for that kind of show. And yeah, they they just rocked it. Like a lot of people knew their stuff. Uh, they connected well with everyone. Uh, the clean vocalist and actually the main, uh, the total main vocalist, is very powerful. Like yeah. you wouldn't notice it, like just looking at him. But that voice is really powerful. And they're, they're another band I would love to talk to at some point. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They did, they did a great job. So that was movements. Uh, then we went on to I the Mighty. I the Mighty I've known for a while now. I think this is the Second or third album that came out called, uh, I think it's Connector. Yeah, Yeah. I was right. It's Connector. Came out in 2015. And they are, like like I mentioned before, I was going to bring up Hands Like Houses. They're like Hands Like Houses, but maybe a little softer, but not as soft as what we were talking about before. So maybe more on the level of a hands like houses, but they did a very good job. Their vocalist, their clean vocalist is very good. He also does some screams from time to time, Uh, but they connected very well with the crowd again, which changing genres like they did throughout this show. I wasn't expecting the connection to be there, but they did a very good job. Did a very good job, So, and both these bands were very good live, so I would definitely recommend seeing either of them if you get the chance. And definitely, if you haven't listened to either of them, look up their stuff, because it's very, very good. Uh, I'm a big fan of both. So this concert really worked well for me, because it was a bunch of my favorite bands (laughs) in one show. Uh, So then we got to pierce the veil, and holy shit, these guys are rock stars. (laughs) Like that's just, I've seen them, I've seen them a few times before, but they are definitely in their element when they are headliners. Uh, The venue worked very well for them because it's a smaller venue, but still has the room for everyone kind of to spread out, uh, which was pretty nice. Uh, And they did the entire album like they said they would. And I was really surprised that almost everyone knew every lyric of their of the music like that album just came out and people were singing along with the entire thing
1: yeah that's crazy
0: yeah so that had to make them feel really really good uh, and they also mentioned you know they took the time to to stop and talk uh, to talk to the to the crowd and they said that they don't plan on ever doing this again now that's not saying that in 10 years they won't do a misadventures you know reunion but it would be kind of cool if this was the only time they were going to do it. Yep. Like if this was a special thing that they just did because they loved the album so much. They just wanted to do it and then they never revisited. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, I was just, I was really impressed. I thought they connect. Like I said, I, I use the word connected a lot. But if you go to shows now, you can tell so many times when a genre switch happens in the band lineup and either people start to leave or you see people just kind of rocking back and forth but they they really aren't connected. And yeah. this was one where sure most people were all there for Pierce the Veil, but it is brand new music and that dynamic sometimes does not work when you go see the live band, but they had it locked down. So That's right. Go go to their website, check out bands in town, look up cuz I know they have still more of this tour going. I think it goes to the end of the month, so there are plenty other places to see them. I really loved it. I thought it was a great show. Uh, when we talked about this album, we mentioned that this was very guitar driven. The the breakdowns and just everything very very guitar driven because they don't have a they don't have a member of the band that just sings. They they all have an instrument. So their lead singer has an in, has the guitar as well. So he's doing both. You know and. It's just a really, those guitar riffs really translate well to live music. Like the breakdowns really hit very well. So if you were worried about that for some reason in the album, you know, translating live, they definitely translate. So I think everyone will enjoy it. If you like that album, you're going to love them live. This album is steadily continuing to creep up on my list like right now i'd be very very surprised i know there are amazing bands coming out with new music for the rest of the year but i wouldn't be surprised if misadventures stays in my top five probably for the rest of the time because i think it is a really solid record like i you know i mentioned this at the use they did the entire misadventures and then they came out and they did two more songs so they did they did Bulls in the Bronx and King for a Day, which are two other amazing songs. And that came from Collide with the Sky. I think the big thing to note is this is their fourth album, and I think this is their best. And that doesn't often happen. No. So that's the impressive part for me is normally, you know, you'll if you love a band, you'll continue with it. But for a fourth album to be a favorite of many, many people, that's tough to do.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, usually they kind of fall off after at some point. Uh, it's rare for a band, like you said, to keep keep getting better and better.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm impressed by. And you could tell, I mean, it took them, I think it was four years or so to put this album out. This wasn't a every two-year band release. So they really put their time and effort into it, and I think it really shows. So I have nothing but good things and good praise to give them, you know, all the bands that were on that list. So if you get a chance to see Misadventures live, make sure you do it. If you get a chance to see any of these bands live, I would take that opportunity. I forget, once again, I forget if Pierce the Veil is doing warp Tour. But if they are, you should definitely go see them. I'm sure even in a bigger stage, I bet you it still translates well. Sure. But I think that leads into our new discussion. Because like I said, I had nothing bad to say about the actual bands <laughs> that we were seeing. Uh, But Craig and I were kind of talking about stuff and trying to see what kind of discussion we could have on the show. And I noticed two big things at the show that we've talked about briefly in the past, uh, especially when we're talking about uh, the story so far, right? Yeah,
1: of course. And I think let's let's talk about that one because you said you noticed just how different it was last night.
0: Which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the uh, the pictures then? Yeah, let's start with the pictures because,
1: okay. uh, yeah, exactly. You mentioned just how, how different and how it's
0: evolving. Now, maybe it's because Pierce the Veil vale is so popular. like It's a complete possibility. We'll try, and, we'll try and see things from all angles with this discussion, especially since it's just two of us. We'll try, and, we'll try and see it this way. But let me also preface that this show, when I showed up and there were hundreds of people in line, I would not be surprised if the median age... Was like fourteen or fifteen. Sure. Like it's a lot of young people going to shows, which is great. It's especially great for the bands because it means they're gonna have hopefully sustained listeners. Yes. You know, so that's that's a good thing. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing in any way because I was fourteen going to shows at mm-hmm. at one point. So that's not the bad thing. But now going into the way people are with their social media and trying to capture every single moment and share it with people. It was so great in this show that I couldn't stop looking around because it was almost every single person even in the front so they're they're enjoying the sort of mosh pit, you know, they're they're right there and every single person had their phone up either recording the entire show or they would take their phone down for a second put it up, take more pictures, put it down for a second, and just repeat for the entire show.
1: Yeah, that's crazy to me because I don't know how you can actually sit there and enjoy a show if you're just constantly watching it through a screen or just capturing it. Like, yeah, you can capture it to relive it, but you're just going to relive it in the same way that you capture it through that screen. Right. You're you're not actually – and, you know – I don't know, so many of these, these uh, you can find videos if you really want to watch Pierce the Veil live. Like, go watch them do Rock Am Ring or something, like yeah. YouTube that. And there's a whole set of them playing live, and Vic Fuente smashes his guitar on stage. And <laughs> I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, like, if you need to see that, like, there you go, there's a live set. That's what I do. Yeah. Like, and if you want to take a couple pictures, like, don't get us wrong, like, we do it at shows too. You know, you see your band, you know, the band you've been waiting to see, get up on stage, and yeah, you snap a couple pictures. But that's what you do. You take a few pictures for posterity's sake, and then you put your phone down and enjoy the other hour and, you know, 14 minutes that they're (laughs) going to play.
0: Right, yeah. No, you're right, and believe me, hey, here's another plug. Follow Ian Hates on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, because we do take pictures of that stuff. Like, I took video... You know, it's not a lot, but I took a small video of movements, I took a couple pictures of I the Mighty, and I took a couple pictures of Pierce the Veil, and then I put my phone down. But, I, look, and also if you if you are because i'm sure we're talking to people that are younger than us like i'm i'm absolutely positive of that so go ahead and contact us and let us know how you feel because it might just be that because this you know the tail end or the beginning of millennials don't know anything else other than doing this that it just seems so natural to do it but the way i'm looking at it is why aren't you living in the moment
1: uh, yeah, and that's exactly, yeah, I don't want to, like, like I'm saying, I don't want to, you know, crap on people who are, you know, it's it's perfectly fair, like, you're, you're expected to go to a show, I mean, shit, when I saw A Day to Remember, yeah, I, I took a short video, but in the same breath, I also feel like, I feel super awkward taking out my phone and standing there recording, like, even if it's for only 30 seconds of um, an hour and 15 minute set, like, I feel really awkward, like, holding my phone up to take a picture or a video
0: I do too. Uh, (laughs) I'm absolutely with you.
1: It makes me really uncomfortable. So I can't, I can't put myself in that position to imagine standing there the whole time, just snapping away.
0: Well, I guess I remember too, and you know, being almost thirty. So you're dating yourself here. Yeah. Being almost thirty, I remember a time where they never let you in. Like you had to sneak a camera in, and if you were sneaking a camera in, it was one of those old Kodak ones where you had to like wind it and take yep. a shot and if they caught you taking a picture they confiscated it like yep. it was just gone so yep. that's that's the generation or the time that i grew up in thinking that you know so now i feel weird i feel weird taking out it's like is someone going to stop me from doing this like <laughs> i know they're not but it's still that's kind of in- ingrained in your head and i don't know did i ever tell the uh, a perfect circle story on the show before i think you did Yes. yes. That was the one where James Maynard Keenan, who's the lead singer of Tool and A Perfect yes. Circle, yeah, used to do shows where he wouldn't allow any type of photography whatsoever in his shows. And if they literally saw three camera flashes, he would be legally allowed to leave the show <laughs> at, at any point. Sure. Yeah. So uh, that's the kind of thing that I think about. But now I was just looking and it's, look, you can do it all you want. But it is also really rude too and I don't use that word that often because I never get offended by anything and I don't really (laughs) care. But holy shit to be – now I'm 6'5 and I'm still – and I stand in the back to make sure that I don't block anyone. Now you've got all these people putting their phones up and even if they're standing right in front of you, they're just sticking their hand up and putting the phone. So this totally blocks my view and it means that I have to watch the show through your camera. And that happens for every single person in the venue, no matter what height they are.
1: Yep, because so you're holding it. You're holding it up above the crowd.
0: Yeah, you're not taking it down at your chest and angling it up, so that you you know that's not what they're doing. And yesterday, I even had a girl who had a professional camera, not even a cell phone camera, a professional one, right in front of me for half the show, putting that up every two seconds, and it even had a black screen, so you couldn't even see through the camera. So that's just, and they just don't care. It's, you know, it's their show and it's about them. It's very similar to the story we talked about with the Snapchat on, uh, with the story so far. She even admitted it was for, she shouldn't have done it and it was for her. Like that's the, the selfish nature of, and still not saying that he should have kicked her down. We've had that huge discussion. There's no use in going back to that one. We did. But in general, it's a very me, 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 I have to take this. This is for me for later.
1: it is, but I think, right in the same breath, like if if you have that mentality, and this is kind of my opinion here, outside of it being rude or whatever whatever you think of it, I think you know you're doing yourself a disservice if you are standing there taking pictures with your phone, and if it's all about you and you enjoying the show you paid however much to see Pierce the Veil play the whole album and to see movements and i the mighty and these other bands or whatever bands you're going to see stay there and enjoy it take it all in live in the moment like you said ian and do do that for yourself because that is worth so much more than any kind of picture a pierce the veil that gets lost when you upgrade your iPhone <laughs> or don't transfer your pictures or whatever happens, Right. whatever grainy cell phone video you're going to take. Yeah, like,
0: exactly. Yeah, I mean, I know.
1: Remember it so much better if you're not looking through a phone.
0: I agree. And maybe, and maybe that's just, you know, we think differently than a lot of people. And maybe it is just an age thing. Maybe it could be, age, you know, and I, I,
1: you know, I don't want to play that card. I feel bad doing that. But to, to that point, right? Like when we were graduating high school or in college, the iPhone was just coming out. Yeah. Like that's how old we are. <laughs> right. Like that wasn't a thing. <laughs> Very true. You know, in, in high school, I didn't get a phone until I was like in 10th grade, ninth or 10th grade.
0: Yeah. I think and I had it one a, when it I was, was a 15? small flip phone. Yeah. It was like 15 years old, maybe somewhere around there.
1: Yeah. And it was like no. this small flip phone with no camera. Right. And yeah, it was like you said, you had to bring, you know, if you wanted to take pictures, you had to bring a digital camera. And or if, if they caught you. you yeah, were they took fucked. it away.
0: Yeah, you were fucked. Yeah. I, I just, I really noticed it there. Maybe it was the venue, like uh, just the point of view you could take from there. But I just really, really noticed it. The entire time because it's, it's distracting because there are hundreds of phones going up and you're just trying to focus on the bands, but it's so much of the show now. And it's just, it's exactly what you said, man. It's why, why not take the time that you're there and really enjoy it firsthand Yep. And go go find the live stuff. Like go go meet the bands afterwards and take as many pictures as you want. Like there are awesome bands, you know, like uh, like uh, a War Within, Convictions, like all these great bands that will talk to you afterwards or talk to you before the show. Like we know so a many War of Within them. War
1: Within post pictures all the time that they take with their fans. Yeah, they'll, they'll stand there and talk to you for. You know, as long as you want. They're great guys.
0: Yeah, and we're pointing them out because they're friends of the show. But we also probably almost every single band that we've talked to on the show, and most of the bands now, will do that. I mean, they're, they are Absolutely. looking for fans. They are very fan-friendly. They will... It'll well, we be talked forward.
1: to Adam Clark from Rarity. He said oh, they yeah. always hang out, and they, they want to talk to their fans, and they want to... Yeah. Know, get to know people. They they don't want to be hanging out backstage in the in the green room or in their bus or their van or whatever they're doing. Like they want to be out there meeting people.
0: Yeah. By the way, I've gotten very good feedback on that uh, on that interview. People oh, really yeah. enjoyed uh, uh, listening to Adam. So yeah, definitely listen to that. Go watch their mini doc that they have on YouTube. Look up the Rarity mini doc. Like they talk about the same thing about he'll uh, I think their lead singer said he'll talk to the fans about whatever they want if it makes them feel better like you know if That's they're right. going through rough times in their life or something like he'll talk like take your pictures there it's just I, look I'm not starting I'm not trying to start a revolution it's never gonna <laughs> it's never gonna happen it's just I realize it's really taking me out of shows now there are just so many and it's yeah. every it's every two seconds and you know some of the cameras sure some of the cameras are gonna take amazing pictures and you'll enjoy one or two of them for a while when you put them up on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But in general, you're just taking these random shots, hoping hoping they come out. Why not just really enjoy your favorite song? That's right. I, I agree. It was something that came up yesterday. I was really surprised uh, at how it is. But you know, shameless plug again, if you want to see the few pictures that I took while I was there, uh, go to the uh, Ian Hates podcast uh, Instagram. And it's yeah. just Ian hates podcast. You can follow there. It gets posted on uh, Twitter as well. So that's just something. And then to kind of piggyback on that story as well. One of the things I've noticed for a while are, and we've talked about on the show, our parents coming to the shows as well. Because like I said, the median age there was really young. Yeah, really, really young. But let me ask you this, Craig. So when you went to your first show, did your parents drop you off? Did they stay with you? Did you, did you? Have you never had contact with your parents when you go to a show?
1: Uh, I mean, I went to a couple of local shows when I was like that age. Like, and my parents, when I was 14, 15, my parents didn't go. No, okay. I would always go with a group of friends. And there were parents there but i think they were mostly parents probably of the bands that were playing like to get the equipment oh sure yeah yeah to get like the equipment and then they help like set up and run the show right. like that's what i remember i don't remember actually a lot of parents at these local shows
0: yeah that's i think that's the same way for me too i never remember parents at any show probably until late 2000s probably somewhere yeah, and around I, there
1: i guess what i should say on the flip side of that is when i went to warp tour my dad always went to Warped Tour with
0: us. Oh, because he, but he enjoyed it, right? He likes that music. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah See, like, that's we got different. Him, right? We got him into that music, so like he would stand there and like I remember watching like Story of the Year and Yellow Cart, and like he'll still listen to that stuff in that's great. Cambria, <laughs> and Coheed and Cambria, and he'll text me stuff too, like about all these bands releasing stuff. So like yeah, he likes he likes all that music too. But yeah, he would he would always go. Like my parents went to Warped Tour.
0: Yeah, and that's a different that's a festival. And I can tell you, sure. I can tell you also probably the one show my parents ever took me to was one of the B C N River Raves when I was like thirteen or fourteen, somewhere around okay. that age. Now they just dropped me off. They said that I was with my buddy, and they drove down to I think it was at Gillette Stadium and and bought you know where the Patriots play. They just dropped us off and said we will be back at. I think the show was supposed to end at eleven. They dropped us off probably at ten a.m. in the morning, nine or ten a.m. in the morning. They said we will be back at you know eleven p.m. Like just yep. be out here when we're here, and that was it. And so my parents, even though my dad likes some more of the rock, you know, like I said last week, he doesn't like the screamy stuff, but he sure. likes he likes guitar driven rock. He could easily have gone to some of the shows with me when I was that young, but didn't. It was like, a, this is your thing. Uh, you're going off to, to do it. And for a really long time, I never saw any parents at a concert at all. But now it is significant, the amount of parents that you see at a show. And until recently, I had mostly seen the parents just stay on the side. Mm-hmm. But yesterday was different. Yesterday, there were multiple parents in the – I guess you don't want to call it – I mean, how do you want to justify it? Do you call the pit wherever is in the middle that can ever turn into uh, moshing or do you just say that the front of the stage?
1: I mean, it's just kind of the front of the stage, right? The pit is the pit and I think that's more of just like the crowd that's up front there because, right, like you can stand there around the back or the sides, which is where you're saying most parents.
0: Yeah, it's normally in the back of the sides, yeah. But yesterday – and a couple other shows i've seen it, and I just kind of kind of brushed it aside, but yesterday, I saw very many parents in the front, really close to the stage, and I've never seen it and they're they're there with their kids, and I, they're bobbing their heads, but it doesn't look like this is their style of music they're just there for the children that are there. yeah, and what was crazy was I actually saw and maybe there's more to the story, but it happened to the side of me. I saw. A guy starting a pit and one of the parents started pushing the kid that was starting the pit and called security over huh. to get him ejected. And now that seems a little strange to me. Like, Is that what the shows are about now? Like, I'm not saying I love rowdy people that are jumping into you to start Circle Pits, but that kind of goes with the genre of music that we listen to. So, it does. Yeah. And I know this is a gray area because you don't want kids getting hurt. Now, when I'm saying kids, these are like 14, 16, you know, whatever, like that age where they might not be able to drive yet. So their parents are taking them out late, you know, like that kind of thing. But I've never – I've always seen it where the parents disappear into the background. Now they're in the foreground. And that seems very strange to me.
1: Was it most noticeable like last night of all the shows that you've been to
0: recently? Yes, it was most notable in that show – no, do you think? Do you okay. think
1: it was just because of how many people were there, or it was just kind of you've been to shows that are that crowded, and it just happened to be last night that it was really?
0: Yeah, I think it was. It just happened to be last night because I have so, started to see a trend where this is happening. I think it was just more noticeable last night, but I've been to plenty of sold out shows where that's happened as well.
1: So, and you know, we we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but right in in light of kind of recent events here in Orlando. And with Christina Grimy. you know, you have to imagine that some of those things, you know, play into the into right?
0: parents, parents' minds and stuff.
1: Well, exactly. You're going to send your 14 year old out to a nightclub or a music club where, you know, a singer just got killed or somebody walked in with a machine gun. You know, all these wackadoodles are out there. Sure. Um, and yeah, you're going to send your 14 year old alone out, you know, regardless of, you know, I, I don't even want to make it seem like, you know, it's just. You know, the girls going out there, fourteen year old boy, girl, it doesn't matter, you're gonna send your kid out there. Right. And into this situation where, yeah, they're gonna be in this in this environment and you know, it's scary. I I, I, I don't have kids yet, but I can only imagine.
0: Well that's yeah. And I guess that's what I was just trying to think. It's just yeah, look, it can be a really shitty world out there. There's there's no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, I saw tons of parents going into the 21 Pilots as well. I'm assuming they were parents at the Taste of Chaos. You know, it, it's just, it is something that's happening now. And I understand people wanting to protect their kids. I've just, I guess I've alre- always thought in my mind, bringing them there was enough. You know what I mean? Bringing them there and staying out of everything. Because wouldn't you also be, I, I don't know, maybe this is a good thing uh, for for kids. But I would have been mortified. <laughs> If my parents were anywhere, I mean, I would have been mortified if my parents also stayed at the show, even if they stayed completely away from me, I would still be mortified that my parents were there.
1: Yeah, I I don't, I mean, when I grew up, my parents just had a certain level of trust, right? Yeah. It was always that, like, until you break our trust, we trust you. But as soon as you break it, like, (laughs) that's it, you're screwed, because we're going to be on you. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I ever did anything, they would have been all over me. Yeah. They would have been standing next to me in the, you know, in the pit if something (laughs) happened. Forget that. I wouldn't, if something happened in a show, I wouldn't have even been allowed to go. Like there would have been no standing next to me. It would have just been like, no, you're not going.
0: Oh, wait. You mean like if you got in in trouble before the show?
1: If I had gotten in trouble at any of these events, like oh, anything yeah, that caused yeah, my you, parents to, like, question whether I should or shouldn't be going, should it just be. wouldn't even be a question. It would be like, you can either go or you did something that means you can't go. Right. But that's it. Like, no, yeah, I, it, it was kind of one of those things. So I don't know. Maybe it's just we grew up with a different set of parents, too. Yeah,
0: I, I think that's – I mean, our conversation now goes to a whole other, you know, getting trophies for whatever sports you play, like all that kind of stuff for (laughs) for sure. But I I, you know, I grew up where my parents said, Hey, as long as you're getting straight A's, you can go do whatever. You can go to shows every night if you want to. As long as you can play your varsity sports and do all that shit as long as you're getting straight A's. Sure. So that's that's how it worked for me. But yeah, I just I, I don't know. I always I pride myself on being an observant person and then especially having the podcast, you're looking for things that you can talk about As Well, and I think that's just what I've I've come to start seeing that trend where first it was, you know, it was mostly older people at a show. And then the age dropped drastically in this genre of music to where now, you know, you're seeing the black X's everywhere because most of the time it's younger people listening. You know, it sounds weird to say younger people because this was the genre that I grew up with. Like, I'm not leaving it. This is sure all the bands I've always and I'm a little bit younger than most of the bands that are playing well that could very
1: well be the case too right is that not necessarily is it that the crowd is getting younger it's just that we're getting older
0: I thought about that but you're saying
1: you're seeing a lot more. I'm seeing
0: a lot more yeah that's that's the part that that was surprising to me and then yeah to see the parents go into the shows which I wasn't used to but then staying in the back. Or the sides, or whatever, away from everything. I was like, okay, I guess I understand that. Even though, if the parents don't like the music, this has really gotta suck for them, you know, sure. that kind of thing. But now, to making it into the areas where there would be mosh pits or jumping around, to see them now dictating what the actions are supposed to be like there, that's that's really surprising to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I can understand that.
0: Anyways, that was my little discussion point. I don't, I don't know. I'm not expecting things to change. Just letting people know what's in the scene. And I'm sure if you, if you're listening to the show and you have other experiences like that, like I said, feel free to contact us. Uh, you know, let us know your story uh, from there, and we'd be happy to share it and talk along with it.
1: Yeah, that's right. And if you're a kid, you know, and your parents either go with you to shows or don't go with you to shows, let us know kind of your your general experiences. And same thing with the camera things. Are you a person who, you know, takes pictures all the time at shows? And, you know, what what is your kind of thought process behind doing that? And does it help you experience the show better? Or are you someone who is kind of on our side where, you know, you think that take a couple pictures but then kind of enjoy the moment? You know, let us know what you think.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So there's our discussion points. There's our, our debate topics for today. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah.
1: We'll try and do that. I'll I'll have to try and think. Ian, you had a you had a couple good ones this week, so oh, I need you. to step up my game here and come <laughs> up with a few. I,
0: yeah. Well, there'll be plenty. There are always things to debate uh, when it comes to this stuff. Like there are our, our music genres and our scene is constantly changing. So there yep. are plenty of things that we'll be able to talk about.
1: Yep, I I agree.
0: No doubt about it. But now, since I've been doing a lot of the talking here, uh, why don't you grace us with your upcoming albums?
1: Sure, yeah. So if you're listening on time, it's June 15th, 16th-ish. So this episode's going to be out right before I See Stars releases Treehouse, which comes out on June 17th. And then as we mentioned here, we have Boys Night Out with Black Dogs, Emerosa with 131, and Frameworks with Smother, those all come out on July 8th, so it should be a good day for some new music there, so stay tuned uh, with that for your upcoming albums here.
0: Yeah, we'll have a review of uh, Treehouse for sure coming up next week.
1: For sure, yeah, we'll talk We'll talk about that
0: album a little bit. I heard of. their, I don't remember what the name of the single is, but whatever the new single they have made me excited for the album again. Okay. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do.
1: Yeah, let's see what it sounds like. I'm I'm excited for it just in general.
0: Now, um, yeah. Do you want to yeah. do you want to
1: introduce this? No, do it. Do it.
0: So we need I'll, to make we need I'll be to make a You know what, Craig? I think you need to make a intro like sample song or something for this.
1: I'll have to work on something. We
0: probably need a from first to last one as well. Uh we should. Yeah, that <laughs> that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, we were we were thinking about since we we do like to talk about old favorite music from our past as well we thought why not make a segment about it uh so we've deemed it breakdown from the past and and, from the past wait let me isolate isolate that so yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about each week we're gonna do each of us are gonna do a band from the past that you know they could be considered popular like Someone had suggested to do My Chemical Romance when I had brought this up. And sure, I love My Chemical Romance and I have no problem saying that because I do. I think they're amazing, but they are super popular and no one really needs to know hey, go listen to My Chemical Romance. You either, I think everyone knows who My Chemical Romance are.
1: Yeah, and my understanding when we talked about this, too, was we want to kind of bands that are not really around anymore.
0: Well, My Chemical Romance isn't around anymore. I guess it's true. They <laughs>
1: they aren't around anymore. That's true. Unfortunately,
0: um, I mean, this world is a worse place for it, but it is true.
1: Yeah, okay, never mind. I sound like an idiot. We can cut that.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to cut that? <laughs> I think we need to leave it in for posterity. Right. For posterity. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see. I'll see if there are clean edit points. I'll get no, back to you. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let me uh, let me ask you, Craig. Then, uh, yes. what band did you choose for the first ever breakdown from the past?
1: All right. So I picked a band. This might have come up on my list of favorite songs, or favorite albums, or favorite bands of all time. I never talked about them before, but the Bled. So if you've never listened to the Bled from 2001 to 2012, they were around. Um, band from Arizona, I believe. I believe they're from Tucson area. Nice. Um, And yeah, kind of, when I first listened to The Bled, so their first full length, kind of as The Bled was past The Flask. And this was probably really the first time I heard like a proper breakdown in the truest sense (laughs) of the word breakdown, right? Sure. Where they like, they go from like playing the song to like your traditional. We're just gonna slow it down to halftime and mm-hmm. chur, 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 chur. like right. that's it. Like it's gonna it's gonna go real slow. So like sticking with the breakdown from the past part. <laughs> um, yeah. So first proper breakdown. I mean, obviously there's breakdowns in a bunch of other songs in the genre. Uh, these guys were just kind of an amazing mix of uh, really really heavy stuff. Uh, these guys were known for. I think they were the first band. I ever heard of, uh, when I kind of started looking into equipment and stuff that played with Mesa stuff. Oh, sure. And it kind of got me really interested in Mesa boogie cabs and heads and stuff and just like how they those amps are basically designed for this genre of music. They're basically designed to give you really low end. Um, Pass the Flask in general from cover to cover is just an absolutely brilliant album, from the first song which is Red Wedding through the last song which is I Think We Are the Industry, um, it's really really good. Again, just for like the first three or four songs, I think every song has a breakdown in it, which is awesome. <laughs> sure. Uh, Found in the Flood came out two years later, also great. The Last American Cowboy, probably my favorite song off of that album. So good. Uh, They had two other albums full length besides that Silent Treatment from 2007 and then Heat Fetish from 2010. Uh, They changed their style like ever so slightly on those two albums. They started mixing in a lot more of the um, melodic stuff and some singing. Yeah. Uh, But all kind of really good, really stuck with this style. I think in 2011 or 2012, they did like this farewell tour. And I don't know that they've done anything since. Uh, not that I've heard of, not as The Bled.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard anything of it either.
1: But if you have never listened to The Bled, again, they're not around, not putting out any music, hence the past, from the past part. Right. Um, but go check them out. Definitely check out Past the Flask and Found of the Flood, two awesome albums. If you're just going to listen to one album, Pass the Flask for sure. First album. It's a classic.
0: Yes, for I, sure. It's, what,
1: 13 years old, almost 14 years old now. Yeah. I guess we can the classic.
0: <laughs> I classic. I would say so.
1: It's a classic. Yeah. So The Blood, that's my first ever breakdown from the past. What about you, Ian?
0: Well, what I realized, too, before I even go into the band is that yeah, sure. uh, I like The Blood as well. That's for yeah. one thing. Uh, the other thing is the Blast from the Past segment might not even be uh, that safe anyways because <laughs> bands have been getting back together nonstop and releasing new albums. So you never know. Like that's That can't be the caveat of this is that they'll never... You know, course, get back right. together like a, you that'll know. It's not first, a Taylor Swift song, you know.
1: That'll be the first ever segment of Ian hates music blast from the past from the future.
0: Oh, that's awesome! I hope we can build in like a little segment with Back to the Future quotes. Yes, and just that would be amazing. Like we definitely need to get on this. We'll <laughs> just
1: tack from the past and then from the future right on after it, and then it'll all make sense again. I love
0: it. I love it. Just like they did with the third movie. Once they were done with that, it all made sense, right? Sure. No, I don't I, think, I don't think so. you've ever seen the third movie. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. The first two <laughs> amazing. Set third one not so much. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so my band is a band that I have talked about as well. I don't think it was on like my masterpiece album list or anything like that, but I'm sure I brought it up as a, as a band I was listening to one week like that kind of thing. Uh, but. This band is called The Hurt Process, and they're a band from England. They've been disbanded since 2006, and they had two EPs that came out in 2002 and 2003, and then two full lengths. They had a heartbeat, sorry, Drive-By Monologue in 2003, and they had a heartbeat behind in 2005. Now, this is one of those bands, unfortunately, if you go ahead and you just look up their name, the reviews are not pretty. For them, they were one of those bands that came out when Victory was just signing whatever band, you know, at any time, just because, you know, that every, kind of th-
1: every hardcore band was on Victory.
0: Yeah, that they were obviously. If you look at the dates, that's around the time that that was happening, so they kind of just got lumped into that mold. But I don't see it that way. I, I started listening to them, you know, when they first started coming out and doing their stuff, and I still listen to them today. I think both albums are really, really great. Especially if you just need one song to like capitulate what these two, what this band is, I would look on their second album. It's the final song of the album. It's called "Reading Into It." I think that song is amazing. Uh, they do the screaming with the clean vocals. I think they're technically sound. And it was weird. I was reading some reviews just because I wanted to know what people thought about it. Sure. And I was reading one review where they said. Uh, Dry by monologue, they were emo, hardcore, or whatever. And then on the second album, on A Heartbeat Behind, they jumped on the trend of being a like metalcore screamo band. And I don't hear that much difference between those two albums. I thought they stayed pretty true to themselves. I didn't think they were going in any direction. And if anything, they were a little bit before their time because I could see them coming out now and doing well. But I have no idea what happened to any of them. Like, I can't. I've pu- I put in some of the vocalist names to see if like they popped <laughs> up in other bands. I cannot find them. So they must have just been done, uh, possibly. Like, <laughs> like I kind of wish we had like a Tosh .0 segment right now, where we were like, "Oh yeah," and then we got in contact with them, and they're gonna come on and talk to us about what happened with the rest of their lives and that kind of thing. But I have no idea where this band went, so I'm just yeah. going to I'm gonna recommend. I think they straddle those genres: emo, screamo, metalcore. That kind of thing. It seems like it's two vocalists. It might just be one, uh, but they do. Have, if it's one, he does a very good job of going back from clean and unclean. Uh, but just really fun songs that are technically well done. Breakdowns, of course, because that's the way it happens. But not, not the same way as like you were talking about doing the slow down the tempo breakdowns. It's just yeah. it happens naturally in the song. Sure. So I I would just I love them. I would recommend them for sure. So, check out The Hurt Process. And, you know, Craig and I will be back next week with another band uh, from each of us that we both think everyone should give a chance to because it's not like their music's gone. Like, you can go find all the, I mean, The Hurt Process on Spotify. I'm sure The Blood is on Spotify as well, right? I'm like sure. You they can go have to be. Check out YouTube. Check out a whole bunch of places to get the stuff because it's still around. None of that music technically disappears anymore. Yep. Yeah, that was, uh, I thought that first segment went well.
1: Awesome. There we go. So there it is. Stay tuned for more breakdowns from the past.
0: And then now there'd be a sweeper song. And then we go on to the next thing.
1: There you go. You really just want
0: to do more editing, I think. I, that's what no, it like. that's the worst thing. <laughs> Damn it. I want it to sound professional, but you're right. I don't want to do any editing. Like uh, <laughs> we just did. I seriously, I think I did two hours plus of editing because we just did for Ian Hates Movies. We're, we're getting on this track right now where it's all summer movies. So yeah. we just did the original Independence Day. Oh, sure. Yep, because we're obviously we have to go see the sequel. So that one is long. And for the beginning, we played the president's speech from nope. that. So instead of pretending like we were going to do it, we just played the clip.
1: There you go. Yeah,
0: so that was easy enough editing. But in general, you're right. I don't want to do more editing, but I will for the show.
1: There you go.
0: So let me ask you this, Craig. Uh, we just we just talked about what we listened to from the past. What are you listening to right now?
1: Sure. So I dug into a band actually from Boston called Great American Ghost. Mm-hmm. So they are uh, hardcore, kind of in the same vein as Vanna or like new and improved Barrier Dead. Sure. Uh, they're also from Boston. So, kind of makes sense that they would be that typical kind of bust and hardcore. Uh, <laughs> these guys are, well, I, and I shouldn't say typical, that's wrong. But it's um, still,
0: yeah, you know, the, it fits a genre.
1: It does. These guys are awesome. They're worth checking out. Uh, I see here they're going to be going on tour uh, at the end of this month in another week or so, uh, actually with uh, Barrier Dead, Kublicon, Khan, Crucible, and Obey the Brave. Um, so a lot of those like really, really heavy bands, if you like that, kind of like straight up hardcore bands, uh, these guys are worth checking out really talented. Uh, another guy you introduced me to Ian was Cole Roland. Mm -hmm. So instrumentalist on YouTube, uh, he just released an EP. He does all kinds of stuff. He's sponsored by ESP and EMG and Dunlap and all these great, uh, you know, instrument, uh, musical instrument suppliers and people that make guitars and pickups and strings and stuff. Uh, just crazy good guitarist does a bunch of covers too, which I know is awesome for you. Oh yeah. Um, and he works with a vocalist on a lot of his videos whose name is Lauren Babick, And she's in a band called red handed denial, mm-hmm. which who are also very good. You should check them out. Yep. Then I went down the YouTube hole to Sarah Longfield who plays, I think it's an eight string guitar. And does a lot of this like prog-rocky stuff, uh, super talented stuff. And this is kind of Sarah Longfield I just discovered today. Uh, And then kind of in a different vein here, I was listening to a band called Old Grey. Uh, They're kind of Touche Amore, Defeater-esque, which sent me down the kind of indie (laughs) alternative pole to bands like Sea Haven and Pity Sex. uh, Kind of like transition there into something totally different. So I've been... I've been all over the map, as always, trying to listen to a bunch of different things, but that's what I've listening to. I'll, I'll read the list again here. Great American Ghost, Cole Roland, Sarah Longfield, Sea Haven, Pity Sex, and Old Grey. So go check all of those out. They're all fantastic, all worth listening to. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm at. All different genres,
0: too. Yes. So, yeah, you, um, went, you went way over all the places.
1: I am just, yeah... Part of my OCD.
0: (laughs) Hey, it works. It works for this show. Listen to everything, listen to all the things. Yeah, all the stuff. So, yeah. Uh, What uh, about you? For me, I did some movements, of course, because, uh, you know, going to see the show and everything. Uh, And then one of the bands that you had introduced me to, uh, Until We Are Ghosts, did some of that. Uh, And then also did Cole Rollin, too, uh, because that's just his music always comes up on my playlist as well so it's just you you kind of just dive into more and more stuff uh because he's he does so many crazy weird cool stuff uh that just you know all these different genres and everything with the the covers that he does to his own personal stuff to instrumental so covers the map there and then also saw it just it came up sponsored on my facebook page uh which i wasn't expecting but there's a band called backwards so it's it's back okay. and then word with and then a Z, so backwards instead of you know instead of an S. And <laughs> now I had brought this band up to Craig. They're they're fairly new. I think they only have a few singles. I don't think they've done anything more than that. But there's a song called Statism that has Craig Mabbitt from you know Escape the Fate. I brought him up as one of my you know one of the better. Uh, clean vocalists out there. People, I mean, Craig Mabbitt, his name is huge with, with everyone. Uh, he actually does a guest vocal spot in the song. Uh, but this band, I was having trouble putting their their rap metalcore is what I would say they are. But you had mentioned, you said they sound like Issues, and I didn't think they did.
1: Yeah, they do. To me, to me that's exactly kind of the vibe I got, was uh, this Issues vibe.
0: I heard... Um- Uh, yeah i don't know i heard a little uh from ashes to new and a little like seven dust okay combine
1: the issues thing could just be between the rap the singing the really punchy guitars and bass Mm. really staccato like i that's kind of what made me me really think of them it's Um, possible yeah yeah yeah, i don't know that's kind of the vibe i got
0: but All, all this stuff hits people but they are they are very political um, it seems anti government, <laughs> what I'm hearing. Uh, but I've enjoyed what they put out. So I'm looking forward to seeing if they've got some new stuff coming in the future. But yeah, I think that covers that. T- I mean, that's a ton of things for people to listen to, for that sure. That is.
1: Yeah. We gave people uh, an earful tonight with no interview.
0: Yeah, we certainly did. You know, but I think we even do this when we have an interview. <laughs> we do. We <laughs> do. We get wordy. Yeah, it seems to happen all the time. But look, if you're not, if you have a podcast, the whole point is to get wordy, right? That's right. Yeah, It's we our the, show. We can talk, damn it. Damn straight. You tell him. Craig. Wait, do you want that to be your new catchphrase? It's our show. We can talk, damn it. Yeah. You have like no, that, four catchphrases now, by the way. That should
1: be the opening. That's how it opens.
0: Oh, I like that. But I think this is one of those things, again, where we need to like produce a segment, like an opening with that <laughs> in, the, in the music. <laughs> sure. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. All right. Out. But now, did we cover everything? I think so. Awesome. All right. That's great. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we didn't we didn't skip anything. Uh so yeah, so Craig, do you have any final words for people?
1: Yeah, go forward and discover uh, some new music.
0: Nice. And awesome. I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks everyone.